Razorback fans, we know it's game week against Cincinnati to open up the season, so we're going to do a little bit of a series throughout all of the Razorback football season and give three reasons why Arkansas beats Cincinnati, and let's break it down on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Raise Your Backs podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday, just a mere three days away from Razorback football, getting kicked off against Cincinnati. And I actually uh, went on a uh, went on the Locked On Bearcats podcast earlier today. We talked a little Cincinnati and Arkansas, and so it was it was pretty enlightening and pretty good. So I encourage you to check out that crossover episode whenever you get an opportunity. But uh, I will say that I enjoy just getting perspective and reading on other teams and and getting an idea of what to what to see, what to expect, how they look, you know, whatever it may be. There's always some elements about it that I really enjoy and, and really enjoy uh, talking about and looking into. And after talking with uh, Alex Franks over there uh, of Locked on Bearcats and researching things about Cincinnati, I was like, okay, well, this would be a perfect day and opportunity to do a weekly series just like we'll do for every single game and give uh, the three reasons why Arkansas will beat said and said team. Now, I, I, I don't, maybe I said it as a top three team. I don't want to do it as top three because I don't think there's a top three reason necessarily. And also with the whole top Tuesday thing, and we'll just throw everybody off. But anyways, I'm just going to give three reasons, no particular order, just things that I believe of why Arkansas beat Cincinnati. Let's be honest. It's going to be a tough game. I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend that Arkansas is just going to roll over Cincinnati with no problems, no questions asked. That would be awesome if they did that, but I'm not naive enough to think it's just going to be that easy. Cincinnati's a really good program. Luke Fickle's a really good coach. Uh, he's a guy that uh, you know had had a success last year and even beat a team called Notre Dame last season, uh, who was number nine at the time. Uh, they played Alabama last year, and there's nothing they're going to see or going to be getting at Arkansas that they haven't seen before. So it's a uh, it's going to be a pretty big game from that front, and, and the expectations to go along with it will be intense. But overall, uh, I just really like where Arkansas's at, and I like their chances in this one. And that's why I'm feeling so confident that they're going to win this game. I'm sure I won't be right wrong at all in, the, in any of these predictions that I have. But uh, starting off with the first reason, the first reason why I believe Arkansas will win is a simple one. It's KJ Jefferson. You know, KJ Jefferson is a guy who obviously I'm very high on. And a lot of people who uh, live here in Arkansas and listen to this podcast are also high on KJ Jefferson. They really like what he has done. In the time frame that he's been in Arkansas, they like the type of quarterback that he is. It seems like he's gotten the respect from his teammates, and he has all the pieces and all the capabilities to be a really, really good quarterback, not only for Arkansas, but for the SEC and possibly in college football altogether. And there's a few times that you see in college football, and especially at a place like Arkansas, where you have one particular player that you feel as long as he's on your side, as long as you have him on the field, you love your chances of winning. It felt that way, and everybody did, with Darren McFadden, obviously. Darren McFadden, it didn't matter who he took the field against. He was the best player on the field. Did not matter who or what. 
He was the best player on the field each and every time he lined up. And as long as you had him, you felt like you were going to have a great chance of winning, no matter how good the other team was, no matter how uh, lopsided the spreads may have been, you felt confident because of how great he was. You kind of felt that way maybe with Matt Jones, too. Now, as long as you had Matt Jones, you never know. Crazy things happen. Crazy things happen in these games. Feel pretty confident about it. Maybe that's something that can help you out uh, throughout that year and that tenure that he was there. And there may be some other ones that maybe you felt the same way. Maybe it was maybe a coach. Like as long as Bobby Petrino was your coach, maybe you felt great in your chances of winning. But I feel that way with KJ Jefferson. That as long as KJ Jefferson is playing quarterback for Arkansas, I'm loving Arkansas's chances of winning the game, no matter who it's against. And we know that health is always going to play a part into how good a team can be, how good a particular player can be, you know, all of those things. And so it's no different here with KJ, but he has just shown us so much, especially for the last year and some of the moments that he had, the clutch moments, the clutch games, uh, you know, and just where he's able to perform at a high level. I think it's going to be even better this year. I think that he's a player that has proven himself to be, without a doubt, one of the best players in the SEC, one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. And this year he's going to showcase that even more. Now, the one of the best aspects of KJ Jefferson that a lot of us or a lot of you or whoever may not really talk about enough, and maybe it's not me, and maybe I don't talk about it enough, but it's his ability to protect the football. He only threw four interceptions last year. I think he only fumbled the ball like once, maybe twice, if that. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes on that front. And when you start with that, when you start with that ability to be able to not turn the ball over, or at least at a high clip, not be able to turn the ball over, you're going to feel good about your chances because it's like, all right, well, I know with the ball in his hands, he may not, he may not score a touchdown on every drive. He may not always get the first down on every drive, but you know, he's not going to have any detrimental mistakes. And I don't think that's going to change this year. I think uh, in, in, especially in this game, He's going to trust his instincts. He's going to trust his coaching. He's going to trust the players around him to make really good decisions. So I think that's important. I think his ability to run and pass is difficult for anybody to plan for. Like, you know, I know that dual threat quarterbacks are pretty prevalent in college football now. In fact, uh, most teams that have success have a dual threat quarterback. And even the ones that they don't use in the dual threat mindset, they can at least have the athleticism to, to run a little bit there too. Like all those things together, it happens. Like it, it's, it's a common thing. But with KJ, people forget just how fast he is. And considering how fast he is with the size that he is and also having the ability to have a cannon of an arm to throw it on anywhere on the field, that makes him a very scary person for opposing defenses. I think Luke Fickle understands that. I think that everybody else in the SEC understands that. And when he's out there on the field, he has so many aspects to his game that he can kill you with, whether it's his legs, whether it's with his arm, whether it's with his decision-making, whether it's with his improvisation, you know, however you want to look at it, he has that type of play. So as long as he's the quarterback and as long as he's going out there for Arkansas, 
I don't care who they play. I'm going to feel good about their chances. And in this particular case with Cincinnati, I know that the their defense, that they're returning, I think, 12 starters overall on the team. I know they return a lot of their offensive line. They lost a lot of their key pieces defensively. But I think that they're going to really be in for it with KJ. I think KJ is going to not only uh, pick up right where he left off from last year, but also show that even though Traylon Burks isn't on the team this year, it wasn't like he was the only reason this team was successful. Wasn't like that that was the only reason why they had any sort of effectiveness offensively or able to score touchdowns. A lot of people thought that about Arkansas. Well, it's just because Traylon Burks. I mean, he was, you take him away and it's an average offense. Okay. You know, maybe last year, but here's the thing. If you have a player, like, of course you're going to, if you have a player like Traylon Burks, you're going to go to him a lot. That's another thing that bothered me last season. I was like, well, KJ's only as good as Traylon Burks because, uh, you know, that's his only option. Do you want him to have other ones? Like, did, like he's your best player. Traylon Burks was your best player last year. Do you want him to not throw it to him as much? Do you want him to not get him involved in the offense as much? No, that's a stupid thing. He's that great. Get him the ball as much as possible. This year, it's KJ. KJ's the best player on this offense. Not to say anything bad against any of the other players, but overall, he's the best player. He's the guy that's going to be able to get it done, and he's going to be the leader of this team, and he's going to take it to that next level. I expect him to have a big game. I expect him to really make some good decisions. I expect him to really throw off the defense by his RPO, his decision-making, and, and everything. And I think as long as he's out there, he's healthy, Kendall Browles is calling this game, and uh, the offensive line is blocking for him. Like All those things together, I think Arkansas wins this game. I think it's one of the main reasons why they win this game, and I am just so, so, so thankful that K.J. Jefferson is an Arkansas Razorback and nobody else because he would be a lot to handle if Arkansas ever had to go up against a player like him. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all pro and college betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest sports league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your also your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions over at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, moving on to the third reason why I believe, or third reason, I'm jumping ahead, second reason. Second reason why I believe Arkansas wins this game against Cincinnati, and I kind of alluded to it a little bit in the previous segment, but I think it's worth revisiting and speaking specifically about, and that's the Razorback offensive line. Now, we all know that in college football, especially major college football, you will never be good. You'll never be great. You'll never be effective. You'll never be confidence, you know, whatever, unless you have great trench play. It starts up front. Offensive line, defensive line. Your offense can't be good with a poor defense offensive line, and your defense can't be uh, good with a poor defensive line. It, it's just not the way it is. But the one thing, and this is something I brought up with uh, Alex Franks over there at Locked On Bearcats. The one thing that you can always count on at Arkansas is that they are going to have a great offensive line every single year, as long as Sam Pivens that coach. Like, there's certain strengths you know about particular coaches, and if they come, if they're cut from the cloth of one particular position unit or one particular side of the ball, whatever it is, 
you can count on them being good. Like Bobby Petrino, I keep bringing him up as an example, but it's like Bobby Petrino, you knew as long as he was head coach, you're going to have great quarterback play and a, an effective offense. Like you just knew. Now, some years may be better than others, but you knew that that was his strength. That was his bread and butter. And you knew that you were going to be able to take care of business in that front. Simple as that. Sam Pittman's the same way. Sam Pittman with the offensive line is going to, since he's the best offensive line coach in the country, he is always going to have an extremely effective offense. Like no questions asked, or offensive line, no questions asked, it's always going to be there. And so this upcoming season, not only do you have an offensive line that returns four out of five starters, which is always huge, and you have a guy like Ricky Stromberg, where he's, I don't know what, what number of draft pick he may be or what round that he may be in, but he's definitely somebody that's, uh, you know, one of the best centers in the country and starts with him. Like you throw in all those mixes and you throw in how good Sam Pittman has shown to be coaching of these guys and getting them ready. And then you throw in another wrinkle where uh, pro football focus actually ranked Arkansas as having the number five offensive line in the country and the number one offensive line in the SEC. Those things all mixed together, that just makes for a great combination. And so if you have an offensive line in front of you with a great quarterback in KJ, a solid running back core with Rocket and Dominique and A.J. Green and those guys, and you have guys on the outside in the wide receiver room that have really been developing and really getting to that, that level of high-level SEC play with the transfers and everybody, all those things into the mix, you can't help but think that this, this is going to be a solid foundation to where the offense is just going to take off running. Like, I feel like the offensive line is really going to push around Cincinnati. Now, it's not to say Cincinnati doesn't have a good defense, that Cincinnati could do some really good things. But overall, it just seems like it's going to be something that Arkansas gets pushed. They're able to be aggressive. They're able to be physical. And right from the get-go, they're going to set the tone with their physicality and being able to open up the holes for the running backs, protect K.J. Jefferson, allow him to make good decisions. And whether it's Dinkin and Duncan down the field, whether it's big plays over the top, or whether it's just stuffing it and running it down their throat, I think the offensive line is going to continue to just to get this great push and it's going to be effective for them. Like, I love that. I love the fact that you can have confidence in an offensive line like that because it's been a while since you've had that. You know, in fact, it's funny. The last time Arkansas had good offensive line play was when Sam Pittman was here as the offensive line coach. And so you have you have a really good opportunity as long as everyone stays healthy. We know that's the important thing, but I think the offensive line is going to be an X factor for this team and they're really going to get it going. We'll talk about the third and final reason why Arkansas will beat Cincinnati coming up on the other side of the break. Stay with us here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so the final reason why I believe Arkansas will win against Cincinnati on Saturday. Now, I, I've talked about particular units and players, and I know the defense is going to be a big part of it, and I could choose 
a defensive player or a defensive unit or just the defense in general to say this is why they're going to win or maybe the special teams and all that, which is totally fine. Like, again, these are just my reasons. They're my opinions. So you could go in there and say why you think the defense is going to be the X factor in, and that's fine. But the other reason why I think Arkansas is going to win this game is because it's a home opener in Fayetteville against two top 25 teams on what will be a warm Saturday in September. The atmosphere is going to be raucous. The excitement level for Razorback football hasn't been this high in a long time. The, the seating and the uh, season tickets have been as high as ever. The Bolden Stadium and atmosphere is going to make it extremely loud and uncomfortable at times. The just the overall vibe of Razorback fans right now is, is is going to be able to what pushes it to that next level. Like all those things mixed in together, it just makes for exactly what you would want to see from a Razorback football team and a Razorback football atmosphere against a high quality team. Now, Cincinnati has played in, in raucous atmospheres before, there's no doubt. So I'm not saying that this is going to be something new to them. But I do believe, considering new quarterback play that you're going to have in here, considering the first game of the season that you're going to have, considering the energy that's going to be there and the fact that it's the opening game of the season, like all of these things factoring in, I just believe that Arkansas is going to be too much for Cincinnati to handle. The atmosphere is going to be is going to be affecting them very early in the part of the game. And especially, because I think we talked about this yesterday, the opening possessions. If Arkansas is able to get two scores on two possessions and then Cincinnati goes like three and out both possessions or has to punt in both possessions, whatever you want to look at it, those two combinations are going to be where the, the Razorback football fans just put their, their foot on the gas and, and just do not let up. Like it's going to be something to where now, now you got bedlam. Now you got the, the highest level of energy that you can have. And it's going to feel like the entire state of Arkansas is just crumbling on top of Cincinnati. That's hard to recover from. I know there's adjustments. I know that you know, coaches are going to go into the locker rooms at halftime and make those adjustments. And, um, you know, the energy may die down a little bit, especially if Cincinnati starts making some plays. But I just know college football. I know college football atmospheres. and I know Razorback football atmospheres whenever they have it at their best and when it's at its best, which – I believe this is going to be a case where it's going to be at its best. All those things mixed in together, it's going to be it's going to be raucous. It's going to be intense, and it's going to be something. I think it's going to be a lot to handle if you're Cincinnati in the beginning part. Um, people are going to get there early. They're going to get tailgate. They're going to get all uh, boozed up and all energized. They're going to be drinking their their Red Bulls, or in this case, they're going to be drinking their Coca Cola products inside of Razorback Stadium. That sounds so good to say that once again. Uh, so they're going to be, they're going to be bringing it. They're going to be bringing the energy from beginning to end. And it's going to be a lot for Cincinnati to handle. And so if Arkansas can, can go into halftime and having a sizable lead and when I say sizable lead, two to three possessions, which could happen, not saying it will, but it could happen. If they do that, that nothing it's over. I just feel like Arkansas is not a team that blows leads. Like I know that last year you took the lead against Texas, never looked back. Uh, AM took the lead, never looked back. I think of all the other ones. Ole Miss, it was a back and forth game, but you never got a real sizable lead in that one. 
trying to think of any other games that maybe that happened. I'm kind of going through my whole uh, <laughs> my whole vault from last season. I'm sure I'm going to be missing one. Mississippi State was back and forth. I think you had a sizable lead, and maybe you you know blew it there, but I think again it was a very small lead that you had. I'm just looking at it from where if you had a two or three possession like lead at halftime or in the second half, I don't think you blew those games. Because the games you lost, lost to Auburn, you didn't have a big lead. You lost to Georgia and Alabama. I don't think you ever led in those games at all. I know in Georgia you didn't because obviously you didn't score. And then Ole Miss was the back and forth game. So, yeah, I, I just think that as long as you're uh, you're in that position and you take the lead early, you're not going to relish You're not going to relieve it. You're not going to lose it or anything like that. The atmosphere won't allow it. And they're going to bring it for Arkansas overall. And I think that that's going to be one of the big reasons why Arkansas wins this. But, hey, listen, we're just three days away. How exciting it is to be a Razorback fan right now. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after us on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. For any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.